Hello, hello. Oh, the camera's down there. Welcome to, uh, this is going to be, I guess we'll call this the Overcomers Group Online. Um, really, I'm just doing another video. I haven't done one in quite some time, so I figured it would be about a good time to uh, go ahead and get a video going. I have some things stirring in my heart. Um, and you know, I think it's kind of hard to do them every single week. Uh, I may get to where I am doing that every week, but uh, I just want to jump on every once in a while when I have something on my heart that, uh, as I'm talking to some of you guys, uh, just some common themes that seem to come up and, uh, you know, a conversation, you know, I have with some of you guys and, and we all kind of work through some of the same stuff. So, I've been kind of digging in to, to maybe uh, give us more instruction. Uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been speaking to to help uh, each of us move forward in our journeys, in our individual lives, uh, with our families, and wherever we're at uh, in the nation. So I want to pray for us right now, and then I'll, I'll get going and share uh, kind of what is on my heart. Father, I just thank you for this moment uh, in time, God, that uh, we just get to be together for just a few moments, just kind of get to hear each other's heart, uh, maybe the uh, something that I'm going through or something uh, maybe they're going through would line up and we can uh, walk uh, together as you always walk with us, God. You uh, call us to walk together with each other through the valleys and the mountains. And God, thank you that your anointing is what we need uh, in these days, God, and, and really forever. It's what we're always going to need is that 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 anointing and, and uh, just the presence of, of you walking with us, knowing that we are walking uh, together in different places. Uh, we love you. We bless you in Jesus' name. So I want to share with you just uh, just some things that that it's a kind of a universal thing you know if if you're if you're maybe in a situation you're coming uh out of something and going into something else you know um pretty likely that's just transition you know pretty simple uh, but just just to go a little just to go a little deeper just to kind of bring a bigger picture, an eagle's eye, you know, view, uh, I guess you would say is we're all being prepared. Now, this has happened throughout our whole life. We are always being prepared for something. God desires to put things in our life, release things to us, but he knows without preparation is destruction. If you give somebody something too early, if you were to give your 10-year-old a brand new truck, you can guarantee that something bad is going to happen. There has to be a preparation. That child has to learn how to drive. There has to be a process that goes on. So I do believe God wants to do great things in our life. I believe there's great promises over your life and my life and, and, and everybody that you know that you come in contact with on a weekly basis. But the, the problem lies in the process and the preparation. 
probably two of the not most popular words. But listen, if you begin to understand process and preparation, you're actually okay with it because you know without the two, it would be utter failure. So I can tell you uh, it's what everybody needs. We're all being prepared. If you're coming out of Teen Challenge, you are being prepared to be responsible for things. Maybe it's a husband, maybe it's a wife, maybe it's kids, maybe it's a job. So even though you are transitioning out from one place to another, you are being prepared for good things, things that are good. The, the Bible says that man or woman, sh- it's not good that they be alone, that a helpmate come. And, uh, and, and until your physical helpmate comes, the Holy Spirit's got to be your helpmate. And, and the Holy Spirit's always preparing you, always preparing you and getting you ready for that very thing that you're praying for. So anyways, uh, I just remembered too, for me, I'm going to share this. This is a, a story. I always look up here. I know the camera's down here, but you just got to forgive me. It just seems to be more natural to look up there. So uh, I'm not like not looking at you. So I'm just looking up. I just see that. I don't know. It's just distracting the little time up there. Um, when I started as a, a as a car painter, you know, I painted cars for 19 years. I was in the automobile industry and I, I really did like it. And I still like it to this day. But I had to be a prepper for like four or five years before they would let me paint a car. I worked at a Lexus dealership or Lexus body shop, did all the Lexus dealership cars. So these cars are expensive cars, you know, and they have to be done perfect. They they have an expectation. And so I had to be prepared I had to be made ready, and I had to just—I just had to wait. You know, I just—I didn't like it. Um, I didn't have, honestly, I—you know—I did not want to do that. But it made me honor the position. It made me look at them in a different way. Hey, these guys—they've worked. They've put in their work to get to where they are, and things that last for a long time—they have to go for a preparation. You know, something that—that that just happens overnight. Uh, you know, it just not likely to last for a long time. So, and and two, the same aspect, I understood without good preparation, getting this car ready, having everything sanded, everything right, this paint job I put on here is going to look terrible. It's I have painted, and it looked horrible. But you know what? When my prep work was right, the paint job looked amazing. I'm telling you, it looked amazing. Just, there's no comparison. So listen, preparation is great. It is not fun, and it is painful, and it takes time, and you get tired of it, and you want to quit. You just have to keep going. Here, okay, so listen. As we talk about preparation, and as I share about this, there, there, there is one person I want to highlight. His name's Joseph. I uh, I really feel like we, we are all in a sort of a Joseph season right now. You know, I don't know where you're at in your life, your, your, your age, your career. I don't know where that is. But if you begin to dig into the Joseph story, I've, I've been digging into this story. And I just, 
I just look back and go, man, I mean, like what he went through was way worse than what I went through. But I've been through some jails in my life, and it was just preparation. You know, I, I can't imagine not having went to jail. When I went to jail at 21, it was the worst thing and the greatest thing. Like, it's just weird. I don't know. It changed something in me, and it was preparing me for where I am today. It prepared me how to treat my family, how to train my kids, how to how to be thankful for the little things, like shampoo, your choice of shampoo, your choice of food, uh, freedom, just things that you would never even think until you lose them. So anyways, listen to this. All the broken dreams, all the hope deferred, all the times of despair, all the failure, whatever it was, was preparing you for something. Now, you may know what that is. You may have no clue what that is. But God knows what that is. God desires you to be dependent on him so you will receive all he has and you will know it won't come or it will not have came. It hang on, let me try to get my English right. It won't be because of you. It'll be because of him. And it'll be his strength and his ability and not yours. He wants to help you see what he sees. So in all these valleys that you went through, all these moments that you deemed as ugly, oh, they were utter chaos. This was terrible. It was the Lord allowed that thing or whatever it was. He he is going to use that. There will be somebody comes along your path and probably the thing that you don't deem to be very, very awesome, you will be able to share that story with them and pray for them. And what I know about walking through things is uh, you, you actually can't share anything that you haven't walked through. You know, you can teach a pretty Bible story, but there ain't going to be no wind behind it. There ain't going to be no anointing. There's no, you know, experience is, to me, it's paramount. If you share about something you haven't experienced, honestly, when I was in jail, I could tell if somebody was talking about something they had never experienced. But when somebody gets up there and says, I have sat in your jumpsuit, I have wore them slippers, I remember coming out of my cell for one hour out of the day, it changes how you listen to that person. So, listen, God wants to reach people. He wants to reach people in the lowest of the low and the highest of the high. And if he has to send somebody there to reach them, he will do it. So listen, you be careful what you sign up for. People used to tell me all the time, if you take your shoes off in a church service and hold them up and say, God, wherever you want me to go, he, he thinks you're serious. So when you began traveling the world and you're wondering what's going on, that's what happened. Because I did that before. Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. 
And as if you know anything about me and Christine, we have been a lot of places. And um, the Lord thought we were serious when we said we surrender our life. So you just have to be careful. Um, you know, but here's the thing. It's a great life. It's reaching people is his heart and he will make that your heart uh, to reach the people that nobody cares about, to reach the people that everybody overlooks. Yeah, everybody wants to go out and reach the people that are talented and they're, they're, they're you know, whatever. They've got all this attention on them. But the Lord wants to reach the people that get overlooked because he created everybody. That person that you see every day that maybe they stand there at the corner with a sign, God created that person. They've got a they've got a story, they have got uh, gifts inside of them, and God wants to reach them. God wants to love on them, and He will send you to places that you would never send yourself. So, anyways, that's my that's my my soapbox. So be be careful. All right. So maybe there are situations in your life that you are found in ruins, just like me, but God will use that situation. So you can help with him, you guys partner together, you and the Lord, and you rebuild people. That's how you do it. God rebuilds you, wherever, whatever your story is. Maybe you were an addict. Maybe you were an alcoholic. Maybe you're addicted to pornography. Maybe, I don't know what your story is, but the Lord rebuilt you. He picked you up. And all the things that were no good, he got rid of them and he made it all new. That It's like that scripture, I make all things new. He didn't give you a patchwork. He rebuilt you. You are brand new. So that is exactly what happened to Nehemiah. Nehemiah seen that the church was in ruins. And the Lord said, Nehemiah, hey, let's rebuild this together. So my question to you, what is he showing you that he wants to rebuild with you? All right, I'm going to jump down here, and we're going to really get into Joseph. But I want to share something with you that will bless you, that I have walked through, and I have seen evident in my life year after year. Um, and it has not been fun. It's been painful. But it is good to know that through all the crushing and the misunderstanding, there is glory. There is goodness that you can find the goodness of God in some of the most confusing situations. Every word you get from God has a process. Don't ever forget that. Every word you get from God has a process. When you get a word from God, maybe it happens that day. Maybe it happens 10 years from that day. So, you, all you have to do is just stay in faith over that word. Now, it is easy to stay in faith for three or four days, but when years go by, it is difficult to stay in faith. You have a choice in this process. You can trust and obey, or you can try and make it happen, which that never, ever works out. I have done that years ago. So this is what I do. Listen, I'm just going to share this with you real quick. I don't know where this came out of. When I get a word from God, 
I asked the Lord, what do I do with this today? What do I do? Today, what do I do? And if he doesn't say anything, then I just I just go on about my day. Because there is nothing I can do to make that happen. But there is a position that I can be in for it to happen. I can be ready for it, but I have to keep my focus on him. See, I don't worship a promise. I worship a promise maker. I worship a promise keeper. He is a way maker. I don't worship the way. I don't worship the thing at the end of the way. I don't worship my breakthrough. He he is all of them things. If you get him, you get it all. Right? You get it all. God will give you certain things he wants you to do along the way. And to move forward, you have to obey. I remember when he told me, John, I want you to quit smoking. And he gave me a promise. He said, John, if you quit smoking, I will give you dreams about the future. And and for me, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't even know what that was. And uh, I mean, I had had dreams before. I just, I, to me, I don't, I don't, I didn't really care. I didn't think it was anything, honestly. I thought dreams were just something that happened because your mind was bored. You know, you're sleeping. So it ain't got nothing else to do. So it's got to do something. But the dreams that he was giving me, they, they like, they start, some of the stuff started happening. And uh, that kind of was spooky. You know, I was like, whoa, that's getting a little wacky. But I mean, I don't know. God did it. I didn't, I didn't do it. He just told me it was going to happen. And so here's what I know is since that has happened to me, that has helped my walk with the Lord a bunch. And uh, man, it is just, oh, it is like a whole nother dimension of my walk with God. I love it. It is great. I'll ask for answers and he'll show me stuff. It is awesome. It is great. Now I would say, don't make a life choice off of a dream. Uh, a dream should kind of just confirm what you already know and what you already hear, you know, so just be careful because I know people that have dreams and they just change their whole life on it. You have to be careful, but uh, God does speak through dreams. And if you're not getting it, he'll give you a bunch of them. And uh, I have a lot of dreams, so it's awesome. I love to dream, but it should always confirm what you already know. God has already spoken to you on something. He will continue to confirm it in dreams or he'll bring somebody right up to you if you ain't doing what you're supposed to. He'll uh, he'll bring somebody right up to you and they'll just say, hey, you know, and they'll let you know the thing you already know. So when I read a promise in the Bible about peace and joy, listen, the Holy Spirit always show me, hey, these are the things that are taking your peace and joy away. If you want peace and joy, let these things go. And I have a choice right there. I can I can I can cut off the news, I can cut off the whatever. I don't really do much social media, so whatever it is that I choose, you know, I have a choice. Hey, I'm going to cut them things out of my life or uh you know, whatever. So you just have to uh you just have to listen. You know, whatever Whatever it is he's asking you to do, it's for a reason. He wants to take you to the next step, to the next moment with with him. The promise or the word will test you until it fully comes to pass. I promise you that will happen. 
I got a word um, before I met, before me and Christine went on our first date, I knew for two years she was my wife. I knew. I knew. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But here's the Lord told me, do not talk to her and don't tell anybody about what I told you. And so I did. I told I told one leader and I said, hey, this is, I know the Lord said this and this is what they told me. And I, I, I'm so glad. They said, if it's God, it'll happen. If it's not, it won't. And that is the truth with a capital T. If it's God, it will happen. If it's not, it won't. But here's the other thing too that I think about. If it's God and you don't follow what he's saying, it won't happen. So I think there's two ways it won't happen. But what he needs from you in the promise or the word is surrender and obedience. Surrender and obedience. Just just like that. I don't I don't it doesn't matter what the promise is uh, about quitting smoking, drinking, porn, whatever it is. The promise is it doesn't matter. It's universal. All it needs from you is surrender and obedience. And that's the hardest part. The promise is kind of the easiest part. He'll do it. And you don't you just have to do the hard work, right? You've got to do the hard work. You have to rearrange your mindset and your heart and your thoughts and your behavior. You have to do the exterior and he will bring the freedom. He will bring the change. He will bring the peace, the joy, whatever it is, whatever it is. But you, all you're doing, you're making room for him. That's all you're really doing. You're making room. You are removing things. You are ridding yourself of things that are going to get in his way. You're preparing the way for him, him being the promise, to bring a certain promise into your life. But if you keep preparing the way for him, you're going to get all the promises because if you get him, you get it all. So I don't, that seems to be a theme. I mean, that's kind of where I am in my life is if I continue to daily prepare the way for him, then then I do get him. I do, he, he will stay. He doesn't want to be uh, around me whenever I'm making a big chaos or big fuss or uh, or if there's stuff coming out of my mouth that he doesn't like, you know, like uh, talking about people or whatever the case is, I get to keep a measure of his presence with me if if I, you know, if I continually, you know, prepare myself to, for him to stay there. There's, you know, sometimes guests want to leave when things get crazy, right? Right? Okay. So Joseph, this story, I may have to cut it short. I don't want to go super long on this deal. Um, But Joseph is in Genesis 40, I think it's 47. Mm, No, 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 no. 40. Yeah, well, 39 through like 42 or 43. So Joseph went through, listen, this guy was not guilty. He got betrayed. I mean, like, if you've never read this story, you should read it and ask Holy Spirit to show you where you have Joseph's seasons in your life. Because God's preparing you for something. And at and at the end of just a second, 
I'm going to tell you what he's preparing you for uh, on an eagle's way up here kind of view. Um, God teaches us to have tough skin. Seasons that we go through, we learn how to get tough skin. We learn how to deal with persecution, to gain perseverance, to believe when all hope is gone, when things aren't going your way, when things aren't going how you think they should go. That is when, that's the only time you can trust the Lord. Because when you think things are supposed to go a certain way, you're not even trusting the Lord. You're trusting yourself. You're leaning on your own understanding. So for me, I'm glad that my life was broken when I met the Lord because I didn't know nothing. And so he taught me a lot. And still, I unlearn a lot because I kind of filled the blank in in some places. So brokenness is not really a bad thing. Actually, that's how you can learn. You can't even learn till you're broken, you know, because if you're not broken, you kind of know it all. And I don't know about you, but that ain't never worked for me. Um, I feel like today, I've heard people say this too, and I was thinking, what are they talking about? I feel like I know less now than I ever did, you know, because head knowledge doesn't really equate to encounter or experience or um, living out the Bible story. It, it you can have the story in your head and it never touches your life. So I would rather have experience walking through things, you know. Um, I think it's good to know stuff, but I would rather experience it. Uh, you know, I just, I feel like it's more real. It's more real there. You know, you, that's where the anointing comes um, is, is when you've experienced something. So, he trains us. He train. He prepares us. He trains us how to fight, how to uh, fight these giants that are in our life, that are in our mind, and that are in our cities. So really, we can't deal with anything in our cities until we've dealt with the giants that are inside of our hearts, our minds, and our souls. And when we begin to deal with stuff like that, then we tell somebody else, well, then everybody begins to deal with their giants, you know, their anger, their their gossip, their whatever, you name it, I don't know. And then the city begins to change. The community begins to change. Um, you know, so it's easy, you know, I mean, that's really where change happens. You know, they talk about revival. Revive yourself, you know, start revival, start here first, and then goes out to a few different people, you know, and then there is like this burning within all these people, you know, they, you know, they're all hungry for the same thing. You know, they, they want to be revived. They want God to touch them. So anyways, I, um, uh, I always see him preparing us no matter where you're going, uh, no matter what you're coming out of or going into, you're always being prepared. Um, also too, something else I want to share what are you contending for? What are things in your life, maybe something that um, you know for sure God spoke to you to do, are you contending for that like daily? You know, because what I've come to find out as I've walked with the Lord for 16 years, which is really nothing, dropping the bucket, um, 
is the devil doesn't want you to get victory. He doesn't he doesn't want you to get freedom. He doesn't want he wants your finances to say so little. He wants you to struggle. Listen, you can contend for promises in the Bible for your family, for your finances, for your health, for your community. You can contend for that stuff. Things that are going on in the nation that you, you don't agree with. You can contend in prayer for that. Um, now, you can go out in the street and make a big mess, but you can contend in your house over the Word of God, and you're probably going to see some more results that way. You know, I, I don't know. That's just my thought. But what are you contending for? Don't just beg. Just contend. We don't have to beg. If, you, if you're born again, filled with the Spirit of God, you're a son and a daughter of God, you don't have to beg. You don't have to beg God for anything. He wants to do it. Sometimes you have to contend. You can look at the story in, uh, uh, in Daniel where uh, Daniel prayed, and the Lord answered immediately, but, but the enemy contended that answer uh, for 21 days. So take a look at that too. Don't quit until you have it. If God spoke it to you, stay in prayer, contend, stand in faith, stay connected to him. Listen, it is yours. Be expectant. Through the process, you can't move forward unless you meet with Jesus face to face. Oftentimes, we can get, you know, we can get so focused on going one place or, 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 or focused on one area of our life. We're more focused on that area being better than hanging out with Jesus. And listen, the only way things get better in your life or that they're made new is if you're hanging out with Jesus. You can't fix yourself. You can't make yourself holy. You can't cleanse your sins. You can't self-help yourself. So Jesus is the only one that can do that for you. There's no other way. There's no 10-step method to get you off cigarettes. There's no 12-step method to get you. I mean, there is a 12-step method. And, uh, and I do believe that there are biblical scriptures in there. But listen, if you daily meet with Jesus, find a time, morning or late at night, it doesn't matter to me, I promise you, you're going to begin to change. When you get around Jesus, you change. You don't have to ask for change. You don't have to pray for change. When you get around him, you change. Read it in the Bible. Every person that got around Jesus that wanted change, boom, they changed. So, all right, at the end, as I'm, this is, I'm closing, listen. We are all being prepared to meet the Lord. Whether you die next week and you meet him face to face or he shows up on this earth, which can happen any day. It can happen 10 years from now. It can happen 30 years from now. I don't know when, but listen, one of the two will happen. You'll meet him before he comes or you'll meet him when he comes. And so listen, everything that's going on in your life, whether you inflicted it or somebody else, it is preparing you to meet him. There are things in your life he's trying to work out. There are people in your life that you don't like. 
situations you don't like, all that stuff is trying to transform you. I remember one time I complained so much. Lord, I am so tired of sitting in the same place doing the same thing. I was just so frustrated. I was selling cars. Oh, gosh. Same thing I'm doing now. But I actually love it. So you just have to see, you have to have a perspective. God puts you where you are. The only reason you're where you're at, God puts you there. And until you fulfill what he sent you there to do, you're not going anywhere. But the Lord told me, John, I will not change your circumstance until you change. So the faster we transform and allow the Lord to transform our heart, the more enjoyable we will be and our lives will be. But if if you find yourself, you're miserable, you just, you know, you just, you know how it is when you're just, man, here we go again. Wake up, you know, whatever. You got to change. Your heart, your mind, it's all got to change. Listen, the Lord is gracious. A lady told me one time, I'll never forget this. I was at her house. I was inspecting her car. And uh, she was reading or something. She was reading a book. And uh, something had happened to her a while back. And she was like, yeah, you know, I didn't die. I guess the Lord wasn't ready for me. And I said, yeah, guess not. And so when I got in the car, I was thinking, or she wasn't ready for him. (laughs) So here's the thing. Allow him to prepare you. Let him do it. Ask him, Lord, how can I prepare for, for the promise that you have over my life? How can I prepare to be a husband, to be a, a dad, a mom, whatever the case is. And be okay with it. Be a student. It's hard. Yeah, I know. Everybody goes through the same thing. I, th- I honestly believe it. But we can, there is a way. There is a process. And it's not a bad thing. At the, at the end of Joseph's story, listen, he got a mega promotion. That joker didn't even see that promotion coming. What I love about the story is they called Joseph out of the prison to help them with a dream, and he was going to go back to the prison. He had no idea that they were going to elevate him that day. So what he thought was an ordinary trip turned into a promotion. So be aware of what's going on and ask the Holy Spirit daily what you can do to continuously line up with the promise over your life or the promises you're believing God for. I want to pray for you. Uh, If you need anything, uh, comment down there. I think there's a comment section down there. It looks like um, or if you just send us a message or email or text message, phone call, whatever you, whatever works for you. Uh, Father, I pray every person that has listened to this message, um, God, I pray that they felt you. I pray that you imparted strength and, 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 and uh, just everything that they need. I pray you had imparted it through this video, through this time we had together. 
The greatest thing we can have is you. If we have you, we can make it through anything. You said that you overcame the world. And if we have you, we too can overcome in this life and in the life to come. Father, we love you. We bless you. And every person here, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, love you guys. See ya.